Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Holly Roberts also joining us for hour one. Woo! Got a fun show today, of course, as always, 1030, College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And then at 1130... I think we're going to test drive a new uh, game idea that we have. So we're very excited about that. I'm excited about this game. Oh, hey, Steve. I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, we might have to just work out a few. We might have to tweak it, but we'll see what everybody thinks. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to open it up to you, the, the listener, to give some real-time feedback. Because we think this could be the game that really, you know, yeah, really just yeah. makes us successful. Yeah. Puts us at the top of the chart. So that'll be at 1130 today. <laughs> um, in the meantime, wow. Ryan Reynolds making headlines and making a ton of money for the sale of Mint Mobile. I <laughs> was only somewhat aware of this. Um, I knew about his aviator gin. But, aviation gin. Oh, sorry, my bad. Aviation. Um, but he is gonna pocket a lot of money. Um, so here's the deal: his company, Mint Mobile, is being sold to T-Mobile for 1.35 billion dollars. He is a 25 percent stakeholder in the company, which means he's gonna make a lot of money. Oh my gosh! He I mean, uh, so much money. He did uh, issue a statement. He said, we're so happy T-Mobile uh, beat out an aggressive last-minute bid from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, his business acumen is really something. The aviation gin that you mentioned, he bought uh, He bought that, you know, bought into that business 2018. He becomes co-owner of it. Donna, two years later, in 2020, he sold it to Daigio... Diageo, he sold it for $610 million. Um, so this is his second huge acquisition that he has been a part of. And in the world, you watch enough Shark Tank and you learn the way that you make huge money as an entrepreneur is you create something great, you get people excited about it, and then, you and then it. it's acquired. Right. And that's where you make just insane amounts of money. They, I mean, why even bother acting anymore? Joy, you know? joy, just joy. Okay, joy. You know, I like that. I, but but he's got he doesn't he can pick and choose his roles 
forever. He gets to be the he gets to be the pickiest actor on the face of the planet. Yeah. Because with those two deals, Donna, those two deals. If you're, a, I don't care what the percentages are. If you're a part of a six hundred and ten million dollar acquisition and then a one point three billion dollar acquisition in the span of three years, that is a that is a fun place to be. Okay, I have a question. Do you okay. do you think that his gin was popular because his name was attached to it, or because it's that good? Maybe both, but marketing matters a lot. Yeah, and he's a great spokesperson. If yeah, if aviation gin is just out there and on a very crowded liquor store shelf, who's what makes it jump out? What makes it successful? It's he is willing to throw himself behind it. He did fun ads. Do you remember what aviation gin did back with the Peloton commercial kerfuffle? No, uh, no, not really. Remember the Peloton commercial where the guy said it was this commercial where the guy gets his significant other a Peloton for Christmas or for her birthday. Yeah, and it was like essentially oh, Merry Christmas. Coming back, I'd to love me. it if you could tighten up a little bit. Right. And then she's like setting her alarm early in the morning and doing all this stuff. And so some people saw that commercial and were like, "Whoa, that looks like that dude's just saying I want you to get in better shape." And then he welcomed her, the Peloton girl, right. whose face was recognizable for a moment, into an aviation gin commercial, just like a girl's night out, some sort of yep. poking fun at that whole thing. Point of that is, his sensibilities go directly into the ad. The Mint Mobile commercials that he's done have been very funny. He's very likable. And so I think that is, you bring up a good point, that that's really what makes this different. If, if he's just a silent investor... Or you just hear, hey, right. he's a part of Mint Mobile, and then you don't hear about it again. Yeah. But he puts his face on things, and that really that really sells. Well, in a sense of humor, is very yeah, relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like his voice, but other than that, it's great. Gonna, you don't like his voice. No, I really don't. Do you? <laughs> I do. I don't, I certainly don't, don't dislike it. I mean, it doesn't feel like as polarizing a voice as... How do you feel about Steve Buscemi? Yeah, I said Buscemi. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty much the same in the same category. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. You don't hear it? I don't, no. All right, well. It's fine. In a little while, I'll try to find some audio, and we'll we'll listen together. Um, also, other people making a lot of money. Aaron Rodgers is sort of slowly now... Uh, putting to bed the storyline that has been out there. So for any Green Bay Packers fans, it's all but official, and it's not official, that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the New York Jets next season. That is his intent. Did he right say, now, the, I want to be playing yeah, for he, the Jets? He said I on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, wow. I want to play for the New York Jets next season. That's I, I already made up my mind on Friday, and now they've just – the only reason it's not gone through yet is because Green Bay technically has to trade him and so they're looking for the right amount of compensation coming back to them in a deal. So, okay. uh, but the end, of, that's a, he was there for 15 years. And wow. he said that the Green Bay Packers, in fewer words, have made it clear to him that they have new plans for next year. And they've been very forthright in the media at one point. I think it was their GM who said, essentially, they said, could you see Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers next year? And he said, yeah, if our ideal scenario doesn't go through, then sure. 
So that's like, okay. yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah. But happy, I think you have happy Vikings fans today and sad Packers fans today. Sorry, guys. This has probably been wrecking you emotionally, Donna. Oh, my gosh. I was, I haven't slept a wink. No. <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's oh, fine. Man. Hey, but, let's mention right out of the top of the show, in case folks aren't going to be here at the bottom of the show, uh, you have a big fancy appearance <gasps> today. I do. I'm going to be at Ooh La La in Excelsior from 6 to 8 tonight. Um, they've got, you know, 20% off. They've got um, grab bags for people who spend $50 or more. I'm excited to go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be super fun. And we don't get out to that side of town very often. We so, want more things in the West We Metro. sure do, Steve. At least that's, you and I do. Yeah, right. And totally. we have to that's that's our truth, Donna. It's our we truth. need to stand up for the West Metro. Totally. Ooh la la tonight, six to eight in Excelsior. Stop by. Thank you. I'd love to meet you. It's always fun to see our listeners in person. Yeah, it is. So go there, Yay. check her out, shop, do some things. It'll be a fun night. Um we'll mention that before the end of the show as well. When we come back, uh, let's get to a little bit of our personal lives, Donna. Let's peel back the curtain. People want to know us more. And by that, you mean you? Hopefully. (laughs) I went to a mall that I don't go to often yesterday, and my goodness, that place looks and smells rich. Bet you know where I went. I'll tell you what I went shopping for, and boy, did I splurge. Oh. Talk about it. (laughs) We'll compare splurges, Donna. Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, that's me, Steve Patterson. That's that guy. And hey. Hey, Holly Roberts is with us as well. Hey, hi. And um, Steve's been doing a little shopping. Are you? Are you, like, subconsciously... Taking a page out of my book because I splurged on something recently. Do you think I felt maybe almost challenged? Challenged yeah. my pride? And not only that, but you're kind of a Tommy Topper. So I feel like you had to Tommy Topper me <laughs> and spend more money than I what did. You mean I'm a Tommy Topper? You're a bit of a Tommy Topper. Does that just mean that my things I are spend, better? What do you mean? I spent 30 bucks. You probably went and spent like 530 bucks. Context for those who don't listen every day. Donna, was it yesterday? A couple days ago? I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I splurged on something. And so I, like you friends, hear the word splurge, and now you're ready for your friend to tell you about a significant purchase, right? It's financially uncomfortable is how I would describe a splurge. It was a mini splurge. Well, you didn't say that, Donna. So you said, I splurged on something. And I was like, okay, tell me more. And she pulls out these earbuds. And I was like, okay. And she said these were normally $59, but Devow got them for 30 <laughs> So she had told me that she had splurged. It cost 30 bucks. She thought it was fancy because the guy at Target apparently had to come unlock one of the cases to get them out. Not a case. It was on the hanger. It was on the hangy thing. But it was the product itself was encased. And then they had to come and unlock the hangy thing to get it off the hangy thing. Everything that you just said sounds like a splurge. <laughs> yep, fancy. There's a hangy thing involved. I mean, like I said, my the last time I had somebody unlock a case, in case we're thinking case equals splurge, 
I was at a Walgreens in Burbank and I needed like body spray. And for whatever reason, some tough guy has a key to that. And so I had to come and he had it's to like do it. It's people are stealing. That's a, they, people steal cheap things. And so I think yours might fall into you know, that category. I, well, I don't know. All right. Anyway, so that's a splur, not a money splurge as much as that's something I would never buy for myself. Earbuds. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Um, lose. I went to the Galleria yesterday. Let me start there. Oh, what do you think? You're better than us? Fancy. <laughs> that place looks rich. It smells rich. I didn't walk through. I only went to like one small corridor in the Galleria, but I'm betting they don't have a Claire's. <laughs> That's I shame. just have a feeling there's they not have a like free a f- people. I think five they have below. A Tiffany's. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that place! Everybody looks loaded there. Holy crap! Did you see a lot of people there? Because yes, every time Donna. I go, I don't. I see a lot of people at the restaurants. Oh no, people were there, and these are people who schedule might dictate or suggest they live a life of leisure. They've probably worked hard, done well, and if they want to shop in the middle of the day at the mall, gosh darn it, they're going to. Awesome. And people just looked fancy. Like, there was a person next to me, and I was like, she looks like those are fancy clothes. Just <laughs> didn't look... I, You and me, Donna, we're Eden Prairie Center people. Correct. We feel fancy MOA. when we're in Von Mar. Yes, you know, yeah, going but, into oh Von Mar, I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm gonna have to mortgage my house. Oh, there's the, piano music. Yeah, yes. guys, they, yeah. I mean, right. it's just a little too fancy for me. Now, I do feel like I have to dress nicer when I go to the Galleria. Like I have to actually put on a bra. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, yeah. I I I went there on a whim. I wasn't planning on going there, and so I was. I don't know if I was dressed appropriately or not. But anyway. Lou and I don't do birthday gifts, really. We'll do smaller gifts, you know, but none of us really go big on a on a sure. present. So um, anyway, a few days ago, I heard her. We were at a friend's house, and the friend, she said, oh, Pam makes the best coffee. This coffee machine that she has is so great. And then we went up to this friend's house for breakfast, by the way. Might I suggest going to your friend's house for breakfast? Instead of dinner, you don't have to wait the whole day for it. I kind of like that. Anyway, she makes us some coffees. So then I go to <clears throat> William Sonoma. Ever heard of it? And smooth as I generally am in public, I said to the gentleman who was super helpful, really great at his job. I said to him, uh, you know, this is actually my first time in William. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. William Samoma. Then mm-hmm. I felt like Williams Bob Ross Samoa. when he got yelled at by Donahue that one time. Your art will never hang in a museum. And then he Bob. tried to say Smithsonian, but it came out Smithsmomy. I felt like Bob Ross, scared in this moment. Weird reference for people who have no idea what you're talking about. That's teasing them. That's why Minnie explained it. And now they're like, this is my fault for not listening more often. <laughs> I bought a Nespresso yesterday. Ooh. Machine or a cup of coffee? Hmm? Uh, no, no. I, <laughs> I brought Lou home an $11 beverage. I bought a Nespresso machine. It is called <clears throat> the Crea Tista Plus. Donna, how much money do you think I spent on a Crea Tista Plus? 500 bucks. Had it been on sale, $649. I hope you guys like coffee. Lou loves this coffee. When we went up, she's had it multiple times at her friends and said, oh my gosh, the coffee that she made me is just so good. Then when we were there on Saturday, the friend Pam, she was making us coffees and Lou was like, oh my gosh, it's just so good. Lou jokingly said, she was like, oh, I, we got to get one of these. And then she started laughing and said, you know, my birthday is coming up. And then haha, we laughed it off because it's really big. But on a whim, I was like, you know what? That's a hint. I have rarely ever purchased a significant financial gift for her. And so I thought, she will love it. It will be this nice little afternoon break that mama can get or starting in the morning, whatever. And I got it. Now, it makes really tasty coffee beverages, let me be clear. But I also want to say, at least initially, there is a learning curve involved. I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. All I know is it's spitting out smaller amounts of coffee. Oh, you already opened the box and everything? I gave it to her. I brought it home yesterday. She she went up, took a shower, put Dev down for a nap, went up, took a shower. I unloaded it, brought her down and said, happy early birthday. Here's your brand new coffee thing. Uh, yeah, I did it all impromptu, all in the moment, Donna. That's really sweet. And, uh, but now, if now anyone Now you have to buy there, expensive coffee. <sighs> yeah, is this, is this one of those uh, makers where you have to use an espresso pods? This is correct. However... Oh, or can Nespresso, you grind your beans? It's I'd like rather grind Keurig. my beans. It's like a Keurig. <laughs> it, but remember when Keurig, they had a patent for a while, and then the patent was lifted, and other people could make cups that fit inside of a Keurig machine. So, too, with Nespresso, their patent has been lifted. So you can get knockoff or more discount versions of the pods to bring oh. the cost of your cup of coffee. It's a really good deal when you're comparing it if you have a Starbucks or a Caribou addiction and you're dropping five, six, seven dollars on a drink, um, because then you can have that same kind of beverage for under a dollar in your house. But it's still like a specialty beverage machine. But if anybody out there has this, and I know there are coffee snobs who listen, if you have one and have like, <laughs> this is, I'm being serious here, any recipes or good tutorials or tutorial videos, because there is a learning curve. It's not put the coffee in, put the water in, press brew. It's There is a simple element to it, but there's, there's a different language to it. There's different amounts of coffee that you want each pod to put into your cup. And then Are you, you doing milk frothy? With it. Oh, okay. So it comes with a milk frother. Thing? Okay. I tell you what, I had a coffee this morning that just had froth milk and whatever their Nespresso coffee was. It was wonderful. Are you saying Nespresso? 
Nespresso. Okay. What did you... What, what were you debating? Uh, well, no, I don't know what Nespresso is. Nespresso I, is like the name of the company. Got Put it. an N in okay. front Okay, never of heard Espresso. of it. Okay, great. George Clooney. It's the George Clooney thing. Oh. George Clooney, Danny DeVito commercials? Don't think I ever saw it. Donna. Commercials have anything to do with sports, but we move on, friends. Stevie Boy, here for my pals over at the Canopy Group. Uh, you know what? So my wife's birthday is on St. Patty's Day. That's tomorrow. Luck of the Irish, right? So everybody's going to be talking about luck tomorrow and all that kind of stuff, and that's fun. Uh, but when push comes to shove, especially when it's something in your life that has to do with money, you don't want to rely on luck. The Canopy Group, they wish you all the luck in the world. But when it comes to trying to save you money, uh, they have a proven process. So I want you to know you probably have homeowner's insurance. I'm sure you've got automobile insurance. Let me just tell you, there's a chance and a pretty good one that you are overpaying. You think you're one agent who represents one company who gave you one quote, just happened to get lucky and gave you the absolute best quote you could get with the best coverage? The Canopy Group's proven process doesn't need any luck. They have 40 people on their team, specialists, who work with 16 different insurance companies, all to get you the best coverage at the best price. And it's such a simple process. TheCanopyGroup.com. And we're back. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo. There's some funny videos circulating of The Rock. Very likable guy. He is a very likable guy. Yeah. He's he's on the Mount Rushmore of celebrities who know how to do press. Who yeah. understand this is a part of the gig. They don't get cranky. They don't, he, you know, Talking you, you to you, Hugh. Yeah. But I mean, just in general, sometimes you can go in these things and some people just feel like even if you even if it is your least favorite part of your job, they they know how to hide it. Real professionals are just like, this is part of it that comes with the commas that are on my paycheck. He's great. He makes you feel just like you're the only person alive. Mm -hmm. What am I saying this from personal experience? Oh, here we go. Just Time whatever. for a little name drop. Wait. Drop something. I'm just saying this, Donna. Of the hundreds, if not thousands, of celebrities that I have interviewed, he is the one that you remember how he made you feel when you were in the room with him. You know? I love it. Just real star power. He's got a little more to say. Uh, we have some funny stuff with him here in a moment. He had a little stuff, a uh, little more to say regarding Henry Cavill. Uh, who was introduced as Superman. Mm -hmm. Social media was all excited. He's coming back as Superman, and The Rock baked that into his movie, Black Adam, and it was in the post credit scene, spoiler, and uh, it was like, oh, my goodness, I guess Black Adam and Superman are going to be doing something here in this next iteration of the DC Universe, which The Rock was really convinced was going to be the next generation. He was like, the DC universe is about to tilt. The power balance is going in the way of Black Adam, and we're going to create something. Can you? Can I just ask a quick question? Oh, yeah, Quinn. What's Black Adam's story? Like, what's that? Is that that's a superhero? A superhero, not super well-known when you pit him up against the others, um, but... He was what I have to see what I remember from the movie. Just want to know, um, like, what's he's his superpower? Kind of a hero and a villain. Oh, at the same anti hero time. sort of yeah, a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I thought that I love The Rock. 
The Rock, again, we're talking about his personality. He, The Rock is two things effortlessly, strong and charismatic. There was very little of the charismatic side of The Rock in this movie. Oh, really? And he just hardly ever even showed expression. And I get it. It's sort of a different character that he was, he was going at, but I, I, it felt unsatisfying in that way for me. When he found out that James Gunn was coming in and DC, the DC universe, in fact, was not going the way that he had mapped out. But now there were no plans for Black Adam to be a part of this next iteration somewhere down the line, maybe, but not in their phase one. Um, He said, look, I spoke to them. I'm not in the plans right now, but we're going to keep conversations open down the line anyway. He just he spoke a little bit more about it. And he said, look. All that I can do and all that we could do when we were making Black Adam was to put our best foot forward and surround ourselves with the best people and deliver the best movie we could. And then he went on to, for the first time, kind of you know de- defend it a little bit where he said, look, our audience score was in the 90s. Critics took a couple of shots, but that's just the business of it. It's almost like when you have a pro football team and uh, your quarterback wins championships and your head coach wins championships, and then a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going with somebody new. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he's saying there, like, look, Henry Cavill and I, we've we've both done great things. You know, you know who we are. People online seem to be really excited about the Superman Black Adam future mashup. Um, so we kind of did we did our part, but it was a it was a real a real not about face, but just a tough moment because The Rock. I follow him on Instagram. He had been teasing Black Adam for so long, Aww. but even as a box office um, metric, it didn't get north of four hundred million worldwide. Which Mr. Worldwide, that was the commentary I was hoping for. <laughs> it didn't even get to pitbull levels of success. Mr. Real Five, Mr. Worldwide, and asked if this story was true. Jay Z was quoted as saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. That's it for our micro nice. impressions Those are today. Our impressions. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you can tell. I mean, he's bummed about it. He had big plans, but um, I mean, what else can The Rock really do other than he's he's just he does not look like a normal person. So I can never imagine him like in a romantic movie playing the leading man. He needs to go over to Disney, and they need to make a live-action reboot of The Incredibles there that you go. he can star in. Yes. Thank you, Hollywood USA. Take my idea. <laughs> well, you would. He is the body of Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Well, His character in The Incredibles. Excuse me. Right, right. Yeah, no, I just... I When you look like that, I wouldn't really buy into that you're the guy next door well yeah well he certainly could <laughs> unless you did a very funny script around that right or the guy he, in the office yeah i believe they called that movie suburban commando mm. with terry bolea aka hulk hogan <laughs> and christopher lloyd nice um guys i'd like to see him you know he does action well the again the black adam thing like he was just, if you would ever see it, and Donna, I know you could live a thousand lives and you'll never see it. Correct. But his, it was just such a, ugh, delivery. Like when he plays intense in Fast and Furious, you can be charismatically intense. You know, where you're like, wow, the energy that I'm getting. But 
it was funny because Black Adam, the character, has a very is very powerful. But at least my recollection, again, as a big fan of The Rock, my recollection is I just thought, oh, but the delivery and everything else feels so restrained and you want more. Right. That's because you're a fan of the person. That's what happens. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. So uh, there is a video going around, and we'll just use the audio because I think there's some um, profanity Mm. in some of it. But somebody put together a video of famous people impersonating a famous person in front of the actual celebrity they're impersonating. And it's a really fun video that we will link up for you. But um, here's like, here's like, well, it's 90 seconds long. Well, let's see how far we get. My name is John Malkovich. <laughs> I don't sound anything like that. No, no, you sound exactly like this. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, yes, you do. Oh, no, no, no. This Nick is calm and stealthy like a ninja warrior. Whereas this Nick is an exaggerated, screaming psychopath. And really just doesn't exist. <laughs> That's high praise. What it takes to be Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. First of all, you're uh, Kathleen from Screen Junkies, right? I never forget a face, I never forget a thing. Mine's like a steel trap. Uh, you know, I wake up rock. at uh, 5 a.m. and uh, do 27,000 rip curls. Uh, there's no time, like the present, to enjoy your loved ones, your family, your things, that, the other thing, and then projects. I gotta go. Yeah. Wow, that's good. I've been doing Shaq for so long, I can tell you exactly what he's thinking right now. All my friends are saying mean things. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. Said a roach. Shaq a big strong man outside, but soft inside. Shaq hate bullets. Everyone is calling Shaq dumb, but Shaq not dumb. I have a doctorate. Oh Charles is the dumb one. <laughs> Really, really funny. So it was uh, Jack Black doing The Rock. That's what you heard. Then that was uh, Jay Farrow doing Shaq. Uh, The guy doing Malkovich was Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. And then Andy Samberg was doing Nicolas Cage. This is good. You know why I particularly enjoyed the uh, Jack? Boy, I really enjoy Jack Black. Um, But that that impression... They're at a junket. They're at a movie junket where this is happening. (laughs) And so this girl from Screen Junkies, this woman, I should say, she's asking probably what you do any impressions. But that is so true because he will. Remember, like I just said, he makes you feel like you're the only person alive. In that little four-minute encounter that you have with him, he probably earlier said to her, hey, it's Kathleen from Screen Junkies. Here's what I love, and I love the article that you guys did. When I would come in, or anybody else from Reels, this one I worked at Reels Channel, and at the time it was a movie-centric, movie-lovers network, um, he would always, always talk about shows that he liked on Reels and why I love what you guys are doing at Reels and, oh, I'm always watching the director's show and this is just great. Instant connection. followed the training, the media training, for sure, because that's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. You don't come in and be like, oh, I had such a... A horrible day. I've just been stuck in traffic. Like, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, this is... I got four minutes to promote your movie. This is another reason why I just want to say publicly, I would like to ask The Rock to please never run for political office. On either side Mm -hmm. of the aisle, everybody's like, is The Rock going to run? Please don't. 
Please don't. Stay the rock. Just stay the rock. Stay the rock. Keep the 100%. Why split your fans, you know? And also, I mean, sure, there's a level of split and all that that would happen, but we just don't want to, I don't want to see the rock talking about a budget or fiscal responsibility or anything. He would be very entertaining at a debate. But then real life would hit. The club lights turn on, and now you're the president. Right. And it's not awesome. On that note. Thank you. When we come back on the Donna and Steve extravaganza, what? The U.S. is demanding that a social media platform be sold? They tried another avenue. That avenue did not work, and now they're saying, you got to sell it. Is this really going to happen? Feels like a lot of smoke, but we'll tell you about that. Plus, Donna found a woman uh, in Texas who's been on the air for more than seven decades, as in like actually 72 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who this woman is in a throwback interview from way back in the day. That when we return, it's Donna and Steve. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Holly Roberts with us just for this very last segment. And then she's a wreck emotionally. There's like a a two-hour window where she's pacing and hollering Mm -hmm. and stuff. Sometimes she curls up in the fetal position on the couch in the break in the um, prep room. Yeah. Has it gotten any better over the past few weeks, Holly, or worse? No. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Anything we can do? Cupcakes? No. I'm just going to steer into the void. Okay. Okay. That sounds fun. Uh All right, we got other stuff. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Donna Valentine deleted her TikTok a couple of weeks ago because she said she she had concerns about the Chinese Chinese spying yep. what's going on here yep Donna's not alone I will read this to you verbatim as written this morning in the morning brew newsletter that I do not get paid to tell you about but I quite enjoyed it comes to my mailbox US demands TikTok be sold the Biden administration has threatened to ban TikTok unless its Chinese owner ByteDance sells off the app so the company had been trying to appease the United States by coming to an agreement to add new data safeguards to the app. But the government's committee on foreign investment in the U.S. has now rejected those plans and demanded the sale. TikTok, for what it's worth, said it was, quote, disappointed in the outcome and weighing its options. That's just the latest thing I'll tell you that they're saying about TikTok. I okay have a hard time imagining TikTok being banned. Yeah, I do too. Because it's so huge. So huge here in America. And it's such a... It's so weird to think of America banning Banning. something that people enjoy so much. Yeah. And I think that you have business interests in TikTok as well, it's become uh, a powerful platform for marketing and messaging about companies. And so I would imagine you've got some businesses behind the scenes saying, hey, figure out whatever you need to do to make it safer, but we don't want to lose this platform 
that allows us to reach a bunch of people that we don't reach on TV. Right. Right. Anyway, but Donna, you're ahead of the curve. Thank you. I, you know, I still watch a lot of TikTok videos via Instagram. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. You, you let somebody else curate it for you. Yep. And then you go ahead and watch them. Yeah. I just don't have an account anymore. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Okay, bye. So, there's a lady named Mary McCoy who has known what she wanted to do for a living since she was three years old. Mary? Mary? Um, she said she would listen to the radio on Saturday nights on her the front porch of her house. Her dad was working on a farm, and they would just sit there and listen to the Grand Ole Opry. She's 85 years old now, and she said... I wanted to sing and make records, but even more than that, I wanted to have my own show on the radio. So she landed her dream job when she was 12 years old. And now here we are 72 years later, and she has earned the Guinness World Record for longest career as a radio presenter slash DJ hyphen female. So the, the, there's a male presenter. That record belongs to the late Herbert Rogers Kent, a.k.a. the Cool Gent. Herbert. Who DJed on various Chicago stations from 1944 until his death in 2016. Wow. Oh, my God. This is crazy. So she's got a picture of her with Elvis. Um, you could see her as a 12-year-old pulling records. Um, so what had happened was... In 1951, she was 12 years old. She signed up to sing for a talent contest for a radio station. And then she had a conversation with the radio manager. And he said, do you know enough songs to sing to do 15 minutes? And she was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like an eternity. But she says, I think so. So she records her songs, sends them to the radio station, listens to herself, listens back to herself. She's like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. So... The station disagreed with her. They invited her to come back and perform a weekly 15-minute singing program. So that's how her career started. And she said, but I wanted to play records. I wanted to play the artists that I would listen to and sing to. So a few months later, she's granted her wish. She begins hosting her own show. And, um, yeah, so she still works six days a week with a colleague, Larry Gala. And she uh, six days a week, she's even working. Uh, But it's a two hour radio show. And she said her career highlight was meeting Elvis Presley in 1955. And she got to share the stage with him. And she even uh, his band even backed her up when she was doing a, a performance. Wow. So it's just it's just so cool to hear that she stayed the course all this time because that's where her heart was. 72 years in radio. Really amazing run. I wondered when I saw this <laughs> the how the stories have changed so much during her 72 years. Today we're talking about TikTok being um, banned. Sure. Think of how the stories would have been so different 65 years ago. Right. When you're filling time and I get it she's she's, she's doing it on a music records. station yeah. so yeah she's she's going from song to song but just the the transition of so much that you have been oh, witness gosh. to even my career I went from playing records and um what we call tapes cartridges 
right? One song on each cartridge. So you're pulling 20 cartridges an hour. Then you have to put them all back. Then you have to pull the next hour before the top of the hour. Then you're dealing with reel-to-reel tape and razor blades and grease pencils and editing that way. Um, You just, it's so funny. And then when it turned to computers, that was a harder transition because now you've got nothing to do in between songs. You're kind of just sitting around. It was just a very, I can't even imagine what she's seen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling those records and performing on the Louisiana Hayride. Wow. Look at that. Wowzers. So she's getting songs ready. She's getting ready to sing. She's, you know, queuing up records, putting the needle at the spot, turning it back. I have a half a revolution to get it to play on time and segue. That's just really impressive. Yay. Again, her name is Mary McCoy. Congratulations. 72 years on the radio. I even think back to the early days of what has quickly become for me an illustrious career in radio. 2018, hard to believe the cost of a gallon of gas back then. It's about 311. A gallon of milk. 329. Uh, you know what? In hindsight, as I compare them to today, not much has changed, but the point is uh, the world, right? Right, Steve. It's always moving. Holly said what I us. wanted to say. Time waits for no one. That's right. Go ahead, Steve. Finish it. Time can't be slowed, only savored. Push as hard as you want against the wall of time moving toward you, but you can't. So you may as well sit down and enjoy it. Look people in the eye. Talk to them. Don't get bored so easily with their stories, Donna. What? There it was. <laughs> We're all going to be dead soon. Yep. Speaking of stories, do we have time to talk about this Key Hugh Kwan story? Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, sweet what he's talking about. He's just worried that his comeback is going to be short-lived. I think that's a legit concern. He started in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune, and then he was in the Goonies. And so he was like all ready for just... Take off back in the 80s. And then his career didn't take off. And so even though, you know, he just won the Oscar for everything, everywhere, all at once, he's still, quote, really scared that his career will stall again. And he said, I've been down this road before, and I'm so afraid that history is going to repeat itself. I said to my agent, please, whatever you do, please make sure that does not happen. Quan actually also had a conversation with fellow Oscar nominee Kate Blanchett at a recent event, and she gave him this advice. She said, just go with your heart and be irresponsible. Don't worry about what other people think. Choose something that you believe in. Choose something that you love. Things will work out. I, but he, it is such a high and low business. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I really do think it's up to his agent to present him with scripts that, you know, can kind of keep him top of mind, you know, things that are a good fit for him. He doesn't just have to play roles that are about an Asian family, you know, or an immigrant story. He can do anything. I think the the real question will be less on his agent, more on studios. That's will people good Because point. listen, when you find the hot thing, you use the hot thing when it's hot, but they it's a fickle fickle industry so time yeah. will tell we hope good things for him of course uh, happy for his oscar win holly roberts heads off to cry in the bathroom now and it even be 